0: My next door neighbor's dog was named Taffy when I was about five years old. Taffy was a golden retriever, typical one. She, uh, she got up on this um, railing of a balcony, second floor, and there was a party going on, a garden party going on in the backyard, and she decided she wanted to join that party and jumped off of the balcony and bounced off the ground and got up and was seemingly okay and she looked at the ground and decided the ground was the culprit and started to bark at the ground (laughs) for hurting her. (laughs) Now this to me is a great image of our day and age of reactive conversation when you overhear two people who disagree, especially about some social issue or about politics, or when you see it on social media or in the news media, the the, the thing that the, the the phrase that seems to me to be fitting almost every time in response to what I'm seeing is this: you are having an emotional reaction. We're in a day and age when people are angry and they can't quite understand what to do with it. Scripture says, be angry, but do not sin. Jesus says, be angry, but do not sin. As we bring this series to a close of the fruit of the Spirit, let's take a look at what it takes To develop patience and self-control. To wait upon the Lord. To wait even with your anger can be painful, can be difficult. To wait with anger over an injustice can at times be untenable. But to wait and to direct your anger is to develop the fruit of the Spirit. From the love of God... Expressed in the word of God, Psalm 40. To the choir master, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor, who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame, who say to me, aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. This is God's word. Let us pray. Holy God, would you bless us now through your word, not to our heads alone, that we may understand it, but to our hearts to receive it, that through our lives we may live it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uncivil discourse. That's the common theme of our age, uncivil discourse. What do we do with our anger? What do we do with it? These emotional reactions, it's so tempting to get sucked in, especially when we feel justice is on our side. What do we do with our anger in order to develop the fruit of the Spirit? Well, we need to direct it. We need to direct it upward, And inward and onward. Let's take a look. Because directed anger, upward, inward, and onward, directed anger can develop the fruit of patience and self-control. First, let's take a look at how, how we are to direct our anger. To be angry but do not sin, Jesus said. Direct it upward, upward in hope. Not to deny it, not to pretend we're not angry, not to minimize it or to stuff it, to repress it, but to direct it upward in hope. Beatrice is one of the women that we met over the course of the past couple of weeks. And Beatrice is a picture for me of someone who has learned to direct her anger upward. Beatrice is a woman who is. Who lived in Masailand all her life. She, she lost her husband some years ago. And she has been living in a land of deep and dark injustice towards young girls. It's a place where it is up until two years ago, it was legal, legal, for uh, uh, a man, a father, to sell his daughter a head of cattle now that's an injustice when you see it going on down the street in your family or extended family when you see it happening across the valley when you hear about it and the things that, that that happened to that young girl as a result that's an injustice that should provoke righteous anger what do you do with that? what do you do with that? Egg cars, you know? Do you TP their house? Do you uh, write a letter to the editor? Do you take out some kind of a a, a vendetta against that person? No, you direct it upward, and that's what Beatrice did. And as a result, you could see the fruit of the spirit of patience and self-control. Beatrice um, lives with 101 girls in these dorms that have been built by churches like ours. And uh, and, uh, when I went to, to Kenya the first time I went, in 2012, there were only a couple dozen of these girls that had been rescued, now up over 100. And she is living life in the midst of them. We had the privilege of, uh, of bringing to them some music and games. And Brian and, and, and Ben, um, Ben Lindquist did a marvelous job. You should have seen Brian Watt with these uh, 101 teenage girls playing his guitar. It was pretty spectacular, really, uh, watching their reaction. They'd, they'd never seen anything quite like that. And, and, and Ben and... and, and uh, his daughter, Grace, just engaging with these girls. But then we sat down and we watched them dance. And it was incredible. 101 girls in unison, just confident, joyful. And here's Beatrice, beaming front row, watching them. And then she couldn't contain herself. She had to get up. She had choreographed all these dance moves. And she looks like an African queen. I mean, she gets up there and she has this incredible Maasai colorful outfit on with this long flowing, you know, um, veil that ran down her back. Beautiful. And just moving, moving with them Obviously, just drawing from them so much joy and energy. Can you imagine sitting, sitting with the knowledge that these girls were on the cusp of true destruction, to be used as objects, to be abused for the rest of their lives, but to direct that anger upward, to direct that anger upward in praise, to sit with it until you had a plan. See, what's happening in Psalm 40? Why is why is this? Yeah, this is this is actually. A, you can see on the screen here. Those of you who are listening to this, we're looking at an image on the screen of all these girls and our team there, right outside the church, where in a remote village, where where they are thriving. I'll tell you more about them later. Right now, I want to turn your attention back to the text and to Psalm 40. Why is it Psalm 40? 40 is significant. It's a significant number in the Bible. 40 days and nights of rain, right? Remember that old Psalm? 40 days and nights of rain. Can you just imagine how much water we'd be standing after 40 days and nights of rain? 40 years wandering in the wilderness. Where does this come from? I waited. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings such as eagles. That's Isaiah 40. Waiting is a powerful place to be when we wait upon the Lord expectant that he has a role in the midst of injustice, in the midst of our anger. So, the nation of Israel put this songbook, this is Israel's songbook, the Hebrews put this together and they chose this particular hymn, this particular psalm of David to be Psalm 40. David didn't say, oh, I'm gonna write Psalm 40 now. David said, I'm gonna write a psalm, a painful psalm, but a psalm that begins with praise. You see verses one through eight. Although he is dealing with deep and dark injustice that emerges towards the end of this psalm, he's dealing with enemies, he's dealing with people that are against him, he's dealing with lies, with falsehood, David yet begins with praise. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog. He set my feet upon the rock. Made my steps secure He put a new song in my mouth Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust Who does not turn to the proud In other words, does not succumb to worldly power Does not succumb to his own pride Does not succumb to his own resources And to make life work for him apart from God What anger in your life is misdirected? What anger in your life is misdirected? It needs to be directed upward in praise. Second, it needs to be directed inward. I mean, otherwise, we can't, we fail to understand. How does David do this? How does David direct these emotions, these powerful reactions that we have to injustice, how does he direct that upward in praise? Is it just, you just should do that because the Bible says to. Is, it, is, is that what, it, what it's all about? You're just supposed to, 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 to muscle through it and try harder? That kind of moralism is deadly to your soul. And we call it Christianity, and it is bogus. Just try harder, Christianity will kill your spirit. all dressed up in Sunday clothes, wagging fingers saying, we just should do this because we're Christians. Now what's happening here is David is examining himself. He's taking even his anger and he's directing it inward, inward in humility. Not reacting outward, not reacting upward, but directing it inward. He's looking for the log in his own eye first. He's looking for the log before he deals with all of the specks around him. Inward in humility. To examine himself, to examine his motives, examine his heart. What's really driving me? Why am I upset? Am I really justified in this? Clarify me, God, is what he's saying. And what he's declaring is that he's done that, done that inside and all the way out, even to the place where he can, with integrity, stand in the congregation and declare the praises of God. He has done that inward work. And as a result, he's ready. He's ready to go public. He's ready to go outward. Let me give you an example from Beatrice's life again. Beatrice, who I just mentioned, who runs this, uh, this rescue home for girls. She, along with a number of men uh, who are helping her, they, uh, they sat us down ahead of time before we met the girls, and we were all together, and we were having lunch, and uh, they were telling us about uh, their program, and it kind of skidded by something that just struck me as so incredibly powerful, and it still does, and that is this. Every one of these girls, except for one exception, every one of these girls, you ready for this? Has been reconciled with her family. Who came up with that? Whose idea was that? I said, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. Can, can you rewind? Can you say that again? All these girls have been what? Reconciled with their families. They were going to be sold into slavery. And they have been reconciled with their family. How? How did they make that happen? You know, see... If you see that, that somebody in your life is about to undergo something incredibly unjust, and the people, the perpetrators of that, have done that, don't you want to just shun them, stiff arm them, call them names, marginalize them, go public with some kind of damning, you know, judgmental comment about it? Don't you want to tear them down and expose them, don't you? Of course you do. It's a natural reaction. Why? Is David able to sit with his anger? Because he recognized that this is part of the common condition. There's so many differences between these cultures, so many differences. I mean, even in the way that they say, uh, that they, they say certain things, I was laughing, I was making a list of certain things that they were saying, kind of weird, that, that I couldn't even understand. At one point, I pointed over and I said, what's that? And uh, the driver said, it's, it's a water park a water park. He'd say, water park. It's a water park. All right, it was a, a, a certain kind of deer, a water buck, all right? And so I'm sitting there and going, there's a water park over there? Man, I thought y'all had a water problem. Like, we're sitting here filtering it. It's a water park right over there? I, I just pointed at that animal, animal, and he said, it's a water park. So there are a lot of differences and I was guilty of it too. I'm not making fun of them. Let me make fun of myself for just a minute. So so um I had understood um you know that there were there were different different words that you could hear thrown around like sante sana or karibu. and so uh this word caribu kept coming up again and again and um and these ladies were so amazing in the Messiah land and served us lunch and uh, we were sitting around and there was this quiet moment where I decided I would say Thank you to them, and I just yelled out, Karibu, right? Which means, you're welcome. <laughs> Everybody heard me. Can you imagine somebody at uh, picnic lunch here, and um, you know they're sitting around in the church, and uh, you've just served them, and you're walking away, and they say, you're welcome. <laughs> so there are all these deep differences, but one thing that is so, it, it's the same, is just, The darkness of the human condition. The darkness of the human condition. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. See, David is remembering that he himself needed to be delivered from that condition. Before he indicts anyone, before he points the finger outward... He recognizes that he shares in that condition. What opportunity are you missing for reconciliation in your life? What opportunity are you missing for reconciliation? Because you haven't yet empathized with the perpetrators in your life who share this common human condition. Finally, this. David is able to develop the fruit of the spirit of patience and self control, sitting with injustice, sitting with his anger, because he directs his anger onward, onward in perseverance, upward in praise and hope, inward in humility, and onward in perseverance. He's not passive. He's not sitting around saying, oh, woe is me, oh, you know, by and by, uh, you know, pie in the sky, God will make all things right. Yes, that is part of this whole uh, recipe for the fruit in your life. But there are times when you're planting the seed, and, and the day you plant, and the day you're, days you're cultivating those seed are not the days you reap You don't eat the fruit the day you plant. We need to persevere, recognizing that there's there's a season. We're called to, to a season a season of good soil, a season of fertilizing that soil, of cultivating those seeds. But there's a cost, of course, isn't there? There's a cost. It's so gratifying to react, to hit back, to sting and say the thing you wanna say in the moment you wanna say it, to land that verbal punch to the person who unjustly called you out or accused you. It's so, it can be so satisfying but short-lived. The cost is instant gratification. But isn't it true that the mistakes that you've made in your life, some of the biggest ones have come as a result of an emotional reaction? Isn't it true that some of the things that you wish you could bring back, dial back, rewind, have come because you were triggered, as they say? Isn't it true that Most of the things we've said that we regret have been said in anger. You see, we have to sit through a season sometimes of injustice and anger. Not passively, but cultivating that fruit, recognizing God has a role, understanding that there is freedom. Even on the other side of forgiveness, there is freedom. Freedom for a prisoner, and then you realize... Prisoners you Freedom From anger that seethes Undirected freedom From the cup of venom You're drinking hoping, hoping to poison the other person Freedom Freedom Aristotle put it this way He said anybody can become angry That is easy But to be angry With the right person And to the right degree and at the right time, and for the right purpose, in the right way. That's not within everybody's power, but it could be within yours when you direct your anger upward, inward, and onward. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we can only imagine what Jesus felt, accused but innocent strapped down, pinned to a cross, but so full of love for us, heaving deep sighs, gasping for breath, but recognizing that for justice to prevail, there was a cost. And who, for the hope for us and on our behalf that that lay before him did not set aside the cross. He didn't consider equality with God as something to be grasped, but he humbled himself. He became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus Every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. God, this is the one whom we serve, the one who has saved us, the one who is Lord of our life. Help us to wait upon the Lord that you may bear fruit in due season. In Jesus' name, amen.